this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. You guys, welcome to episode 45 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It is me, Troy McEady, and I am joined by a voice you may recognize from a previous Smush Room episode, uh, one of my faves. Um, I'm going to be recording today with my friend Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. I feel like I should come in with like a housewives tagline and I don't have one. So I can only steal Bethany. <laughs> I can only steal Bethany's, which is if we take a shot at this bee, you better not miss. <laughs> I mean, like really, honestly, I'm so jealous that the first name, the first letter of my name isn't a B because I just want to say that to people at all times. <laughs> I mean, I'll start saying it to people on the streets. Why is, why not? <laughs> um you so brandon and i recorded a uh an episode recently about uh tess taylor and uh ryan cabrera and when we recorded it i called it the smushrooms uh redheaded stepchild because they didn't actually date i really just <laughs> we just wanted an excuse to talk about that show and like they dated for tv and it was perfection and it was everything i ever wanted in a in an episode and, um, it was simply one bowling date. Never forget one <laughs> bowling date that she really dressed up for, and he teased his hair up the way you know Jane Fonda would <laughs> for the red carpet. <laughs> a literal bowling date set up by producers, and they had no chemistry. They barely spoke a word to each other, and it in real life probably lasted fourteen minutes. I'm not even kidding. And we stretched that shit for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm proud of us. And he brought friends on the date. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode is like, again, a little bit experimental because, um, first of all, I should just say right now that we're going to be talking about Bethany Frankel and Jason Hoppy. Um, and I'm just going to let you know right now, Brandon and I are on the same page when it comes to Bethany. If you're expecting like to hear two hands cackle and like, uh, fight about whether or not Bethany is a cunt or not a cunt, you're not going to have that here because we both love her. Sorry about it. Yeah, I really do. Yep. The only thing I didn't love about Bethany truly was that haircut that she was sporting when she was trying to do Luann's hair. That's it. That's all. I'm, that, that's it. And you know, and that's, the bangs. that's, that's it. a dark time for all of us. We don't even have to get into that because that's a that's a dark time for everybody listening. Bethany fan or not, her like Luann mm-hmm. haircut that stopped at her ears Oof. was terrible. It was really bad. It was so bad. And it was the beginning of last season when she was like trying to grow it out, but still those like really blunt, awful bangs. That's the only bad thing I will say. I will say now her hair this upcoming season looks phenomenal. So I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. No more complaints. Sorry about it. Like I literally messaged Brandon last night and I was like, look, I feel like I should just like put this out there before we record. Like I am a Bethany apologist. I will. I, there's a thing. And I think that you and I are on the same page with this, which is why I think that this is like going to be fine. Like we both know bethany's faults we're not blind and we're not like naive or ignorant to like what's wrong with bethany frankel but i also feel like people have turned on her in a way that's like a little bit unwarranted and like unnecessary and um i think that this this relationship has a lot to do with that like i don't think bethany's brand has ever fully 
sort of recovered or I think that she had to sort of like rebuild who she was and like rebuild her brand after this relationship didn't work. Um, and I don't know. I just think the pedestal that people put her on with this specific situation in her life and what it's just very weird. And like, I don't know, it's very strange to me. I think that people are very willing to always call Bethany a mean girl and they're very willing to paint her out to be this really terrible person as if like we didn't watch her in the first few years of Housewives. I know people compare it saying that was the old versus new Bethany and part of that is true. I get it because she has money now, but at the same time, we have to remember these women on the, on the first few seasons were like literally rude to Bethany in many episodes. Oh my God. Yeah. And now when she actually speaks up and I mean, not that she wasn't before, but now that she has more money and seems seemingly has more power on the show, people are like, Oh, she's a mean girl. I'm like, uh, I don't really think so, but I don't know. I am an apologist. I do make, I do excuse. I don't excuse a lot of her behavior, but I, I feel like I understand a lot of where she's coming from. Agreed. And I feel like I have the, and I feel like you're probably like this too. Like I have a tendency to excuse poor behavior from a strong woman because I feel like, people don't like seeing the behaviors of a strong woman. Like even women who think that they like strong women sometimes hate strong women. Like the shit that I hear women say about Bethany, sometimes I'm like, girl, really? Like, do you hear yourself? Like these are the reasons that you don't like this person. Um, I don't know. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Bethany and Jason. And uh, I was going to say, I think that this episode is going to be just like a little bit experimental because my assumption is that anybody watching or listening to this podcast um, has been beat to death for the past 10 years about how Skinny Girl had, like, come about. And, like, I don't know, I just feel like it's, like, repetitive. And it's almost, like, insulting to people listening to this to assume that they don't know Bethany Frankel's, like, history. Like, it's all played out for us in the past 10 years. And, like, it's continuing to play out. So I figured we could just, like, obviously talk about the relationship, try and keep some sort of, like, order to it. But, like, we'll just cluck. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I, I think you're right to assume that everyone knows Skinny Girl at this point. And yeah. I hope that, you know, most of us have at least tasted it. <laughs> I hope so at this point. I mean, at least the original margarita. They're all, first of all, what are your thoughts on the, like, the taste of Skinny Girl? I don't love it. I think that, um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't hate it. I think it's fine. I think it's oddly light. Like, not in the way that's like, oh, it's Skinny Girl, but I just feel like it's, um, I almost feel like, I almost feel like I could use more alcohol. Is that weird to say? Um, no, I, I only ever have drank Skinny Girl with a more alcohol poured in it. Like, I need... Oh, good. Okay. You know, Dad needs his his throat to burn just a tiny bit. I mean, it's like drinking Sprite. Yeah. It, 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 yes, exactly. And I think... I, I'm trying to think of other Skinny Girl products I've tried, because I've tried the margarita. I think it's okay. I don't hate them, but I'm not a lover of most of them. Like, her snacks are actually pretty good. I've tried a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the vodka is not bad. Like, all of, I feel like all of her products are not bad borderline good but they're uh, but um they're not amazing i don't think any of them have really been that spectacular unless you have unless you know one that i'm not thinking of that's like actually really good no i mean i'm trying to think of one that like blew me away i mean i'm not i'm really not a big fan of the margarita unless you to me like it's really just like a mixer it's like a it's like a pre-made like a you know like a jose cuervo or something like that you would pour more tequila into um Right. And, I mean, to her credit, it's hard to bottle margarita like that in the first place, I guess, that like could taste really good. So, but, so it's not, it, but definitely does feel like a bit of a mixer. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's like a starter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Not the finisher. laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I like her popcorn. Um, her salad dressings are pretty good. Uh, Ooh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Those aren't, I mean, that's like hard to screw that up 
but yeah, I mean, nothing, as far as like alcohol, like, I don't know, I think I would, I would rather just uh, take the calories and like be drunk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I will say the only thing I've never actually tried that I can think of is I'm never going to put one of her deli meats in my mouth. I'm not doing that. I just, <laughs> something about that feels so wrong. Like Bethany wouldn't even eat those deli meats. <laughs> Bethany's never <laughs> Bethany tried would look at me like, nope. That is so funny. Her candy's good. I will say that. The candy is pretty good. The candy's good. And does she have hummus? I'm trying to remember. She may or may not. But I want to say that she has hummus. Clearly, I haven't tried it because I don't know if it exists. But I thought I heard her once say that she has a hummus. <laughs> I mean, that's on brand for her. If there is a skinny girl hummus, like, I would not be surprised at all. It probably has, like, it probably literally has skinny girl margarita poured on it as, like, a topper. <laughs> Don't you love how she forces all these women to drink her margarita? And who, who, oh, ooh, who in the cast do you think actually? I'm now like way too excited. Who in the cast do you think actually likes a margarita or any of her products? I, I, I ooh, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> who do I think really genuinely likes to drink it? Like genuinely likes it? Yes. I'm gonna have to say a hard no one. I'm gonna be honest. Like I think nobody. This is a cast of women that like hard liquor and um, notoriously have drinking problems. Um, yes, I can tell you that Luann is not getting her rocks off from a skinny girl margarita. Like that's the one thing no. for sure in this world. I'm very sure about that. I'm sure Ramona hates. I mean, I think Ramona openly talks about she doesn't yeah. like it that much. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure. I, mean, I think she's like revealed that, which is like not a shock. Um, <laughs> love you, know? Um, I think that Sonia, uh, give or take, I don't think she hates it. I think it's fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I can't imagine anyone who, like, genuinely... Like, I'm trying to think of, like, the oldie housewives who, like... Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a Kristen Takeman would enjoy it. <laughs> like, I'm trying you to know, think of anybody I that might Kristen like it. Ta- Chris, I think Kristen is the closest to a, a real housewife that would actually enjoy... And probably even get a little bit drunk from a bottle of Skinny Girl. Like, Kristen is the kind of girl that would have, like... That you would go out with and she'd have, like, three sips of her cocktail and start, like, slurring her words. And you'd be like, oh, okay, like... You literally are drunk from a spoonful of alcohol. Like, Kristen's, like, that girl, so I could see that happening. You know what I mean? Kristen Takeman's a girl who's, like, I don't drink that much. But, like, and she, like, will remind you of that in every, you know, meal. And never forget that Kristen Takeman came on the show as a friend of Brandy Glanville. And so you know that she always had Brandy Glanville as, like, the drunk, messy friend. And Kristen was always, like, the put-together, like, saying that she doesn't drink but really does kind of a friend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because she's drinking just as often. That's so funny. I forgot, I forgot that she came in as Brandy's friend. Oh my god. What the fuck? That's, they used a, to... that's such a tough entrance. It's such a tough entrance to a show. It's coming in as Brandy Glanville's friend. Oh my god. And she used to party on Diddy's yacht. I can't. I I that is like <laughs> She was obsessed with Elvis. Oh my god. Oh my god. First of all, can we talk for a second? We're like completely off topic right now, but I don't care. So first of all, I when Kristen Takeman was still on the show, so obviously I'm from Cleveland and like a thing that we do here like on a regular basis is just like go to the Rock Roll Hall of Fame because it's like right there. So Yeah, of course. For birthdays and stuff, people just like go there as like a thing to do before you get drunk. And um they had like I went to the Rock Roll Hall of Fame like maybe last, a couple whatever year it was she was on the show so like what three years ago um mm-hmm. but i went there and i like took a picture of elvis's car and i sent it to kristen takeman and she like lost her <laughs> shit. Ah. 
<laughs> like she like lost her fucking mind. And then I took a picture because I always like touch stuff at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm completely disrespectful of these like iconic treasures. And I like poked my finger on like the hood of his car and like took a picture of my finger touching it and sent it to her. It was like actually very like scary, probably scared her. Oh my goodness. I, that is, that is amazing. I do remember, yeah, Kristen was like obsessed with Elvis and I never, I, Kristen was someone who like had such a pretty big presence the sixth season when she first came on, when she was fighting with Ramona. Don't get my hair wet, Ramona singer. Um, <laughs> get my hair wet. But season seven, she fell really hard into like, not like a bad way. Like she was still likable, but she was, she was so like, she fell so hard into oblivion to the point where like, it was so sad to watch Bethany come up to her and she, and she said, come here. And Bethany goes, no, and just turns around and leaves. Oh my God. I know that actually was really hard for me to watch. I'm not going to lie. It felt a little, it wasn't bullying, but it felt like this is literally like, she's a gazelle in a pit of hyenas. Like this girl will not last. Bethany literally like sucked the meat off of her, like a bit, like a rib and threw her into a pile. It was just, like, done. Like, you are... Well, Bethany had a way... Yes. Bethany had a way of taking down a lot of... Uh, quite a few people on that season when she first came back. I've never seen Heather Thompson fall so hard either because it was too... Like, Beth, Heather Thompson was supposed to be, like, the new Bethany. Mm-hmm. So to come in as this new Bethany with the actual Bethany, it was just... That was a mess to watch. And Kristen, you're right. There was just something about Kristen... Well, when that was a season where there were eight cast members. Yeah. Because Dorinda also was on that season. So it was a lot going on. A lot of new people and a lot of big personalities. And Kristen just never had a big personality. Like, Kristen seems like a really cool, fun girl. But she never had a big personality ever. No. So she sort of, like, she was a, such a big presence the season six because Aviva was never there. And Luam was a friend. Yeah, that's so true. And I always felt like Kristen was somebody who would have done much better on any other se- um city like if she was in like oc can you imagine kristen in oc she would fucking kill that yeah she would i can i can see kristen on oc i can see her in beverly hills and mm-hmm. literally coming in as brandy's friends like i could that actually could work out very well i think she'd fit in quite well you're right she never really fit in with the new york girls new york girls that well it was like the thing that made her interesting and then the thing that like completely made her like um uh, boring <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, so true not worth keeping her on yeah it was like her it was like a it was her rose and her thorn, as they would say <laughs> on the New York City housewife. <laughs> um, I guess I should, like, introduce this episode now. By the way, this is what this whole episode is going to be. It's fine, though. It's like, it, it, we're just going to fucking, this is kitchen table talk. I'm great with it. This is like catnip for me, which, like, <laughs> I mean, like this is like, I talking about housewives with you, Troy, is the best thing that I could ever do today. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, like, halfway through a cup of coffee, and, like, by the end of it, like, sometimes coffee affects me like it would a child. And I get, like, jittery and shaky, so by the end of it, I will be talking at a record speed. Like, I will possibly break Guinness's record for the the fastest speaking person, me and T.I. Or not T.I., T-Pain. Not T-Pain. Oh, good. No, not T-Pain. I meant uh, Twista. It's fine. I was ready to accept that, too. T-Pain. I was like, of course, T-Pain. I was like, pretend. I was going to pretend that I knew that. I was like, of course. (laughs) T-Pain. Of course. Like, that's what it is. I think that we're going to start off with a cup of coffee and probably end with a skinny girl margarita. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. And who knows? Maybe it'll get me a little bit drunk. You You never know. You never know. And if you need any munchies, you know, if you have any munchies, you can have a skinny girl deli meat. <laughs> have as a slice of I, turkey, if you will. As many as I want, because they're skinny. Because um, <laughs> they're skinny. <laughs> so, Bethany and Jason began dating sometime in 2008. 
They got engaged <laughs> in October on October eighth of two thousand and nine. They were married on March twenty eighth of twenty ten. Um, also, by the way, it was just recently. It would have been their um, anniversary. We're, like we're recording this on like just post their anniversary. Yes, it was only about a couple of days ago that they got married. And so, yeah, I, I was looking that up because I was like, I knew they got married in March because I was telling Troy that my birthday is the 27th and I knew that they got married around then. And yeah, it was only about a couple of days ago that they got married. So cheers. Um, happy, um, what, what would it be like, I guess, eighth anniversary? Yeah. <laughs> happy anniversary. <laughs> um, and they officially separated on December 23rd of 2012. Um, they met in a Manhattan nightclub in 2008, and um, their relationship pretty quickly sort of took off after that. Um, they gave birth to their first and only daughter, Bryn, on May 8th of 2010. And um, if you're listening to this, again, you probably, it's insulting to assume that you don't know that Bethany Frankel was, like, in the midst of possibly one of the worst celebrity divorces ever i mean it lasted twice as long as the actual marriage and yeah horrible custody battle um but before that the relationship spawned a fairly iconic reality television spinoff called bethany getting married which turned into bethany (laughs) ever after uh add a question yeah add a question mark on purpose added question mark really confused our nation by the way for a short period of time like i remember interviews during that time people were like so do we say the question mark? Like, do we not? Like, it really, it, like, shook people. Well, it feels sort of insulting to say Bethany getting married as if that was, like, the most shocking thing that could ever happen to Bethany was that she could find a man and get married. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it actually happening? Or is it a twist? I don't know. Is it happening? I don't know. You, by the way, can I just say, because I was writing this down on my own little timeline, because I know they met you said, what, in November 2008, yeah. and I was trying to like track when, because um, we did not meet Jason until the third season of Housewives. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to tra- track like when the shows were airing at that time. So they met November 2008. Season two, um, which was already filmed, aired in February of 2009, and lasted until May. And then season three, which is the season that we actually saw Jason for the first time, and she's like, I'm dating this man and Jason. Um Oh, and the season where she got engaged and mar- and pregnant, whatever, whatever, began shooting, I think, in the fall of 2009. So I guess that was, I guess, almost a year after, almost a year, but maybe not even a year after they met, which is crazy. Like, because since then, they've never, because their relationship since then has always been on television. They only had that, like, give or take maybe nine or ten months where yeah. they were uh, not on TV as I know, a couple. It's so wild. It's actually really wild to think about that. I mean, like, first of all, from everything I've read, um, you know, Bethany was, like, so adamant on, like, not filming their relationship. And, like, I've read a lot of interviews where, especially at that time when I think that, like, after this had happened and, like, she and Andy Cohen had had, like, a little bit of bad blood when she was, like, denouncing Bravo. And I think, yeah. by the way, as a side note, that also has a lot to do with why people have a problem with Bethany. Because she, her return to the, that, to Bravo, to, like, the Bravo family was, like, I don't know, it felt weird because she had, like, completely written everybody off, and she was, like, so above it, and, like, had found her fairy tale, and it didn't work out, and then she had to crawl back, and crawl back in a way that felt like she wasn't crawling back, you know what I mean? Um, I think people, yeah, people took umbrage with that. I think they also were really freaked out because she really, when Bethany came back, I mean, literally the first episode was called The Bee is Back. Like, she really, she was 
uh, since she came back, she has been arguably the star of the show again. Yeah. I think this season it will be kind of with her and Luann being the two stars because everything Lu- Luann went through this year. But since season seven, she has been the star holding the middle apple since she came back. She demands it. I mean, she's she demands like she demands like a leadership role in any group she's in. Like it's like, and I'm fine with that. I am too, man. I'm just like inspired. Like when I watch her, I even fucking watch Bethany and Frederick. And like, honestly, if I could walk into a room, I know deep cut. First of all, I tried, (laughs) (laughs) but if I could like the first couple episodes, (laughs) it was so bad. It was so unwatchable, but like, you know, you know, I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch a static screen. If there's a, a Bravo symbol at the bottom of it. Can I just tell you the most offensive thing about that show, first of all, and then you can get back to what you were saying. I just need to point this out now. The most offensive and most horrific part of that show was simply the theme song. What is happening there? Who made that? Because I don't know. Which, like, Bravo intern made that in the corner where they cut out pictures of Bethany and Frederick. Those two photos where Bethany looks like she's in the middle of talking, and Frederick may or may not be smiling, and it's like a song that looks like one of, it sounds like one of her assistants sang it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, like, Bravo, bad Bravo music is so iconic, though, right? Like, that's, like, <laughs> one of the best things about Bravo. Like, the bro- Oh, my God. <laughs> The music on Vanderpump Rules, on all, like, on even on this show, like, oh my god. I was, like, trying to think of what the song was. I'm sorry I interrupted again, but he should, like, it's just, like, something to the fact of, like, more, more, more. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the song is where they go, more, more, more? I'm not going to even, like, I can't even sing, but, like, is that what she keeps singing, more, more, more in the end? I, and it says, like, Bethany and Frederick. <laughs> I think so. Wait, are you referencing like that seventies song? That's like, how do you like it? Like, are you? Re- is, that, is it supposed to be like a play on that song? Maybe. I just keep thinking of that intro song where it's like the, the cutout photos and that girl who's singing. I'm pre- like, I don't really know what she's singing, but I just I just hear at the end where she goes more, more, more. <laughs> like, I just like to then. I want to be the girl that they use to just like record all these Bravo songs, like. Just, like, that one girl's voice that, like, can mimic, like, Kesha. And, like, she just sings every Bravo song that kind of relates to the scene. I love it. Yeah, it is, like, Bravo's, like, royalty-free music. That's what it sounds like. They're, like, go-to girl that they can have record all their music for Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, Bethany and Frederick. Anything that isn't the Housewives, really. Like, I'm sure they're going to use her for that new show that looks terrible called Your Husband is Cheating on Us. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I will not lay my eyes on that. I know. I do have my boundaries. You know what I mean? I've been burned enough by Bravo to know now that I can't trust everything that they put in front of my face. But, yeah, and also Summer House is notorious for an, an incredible pop song. Like, just... Just hit after hit after oh, yeah. hit of original music. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even try and sing any of their songs because it'll break someone's eardrums. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I won't do that. But, you know, I think we all know the music. So, like, what is your, like, what was your origin, like, the origination of, like, your Bethany journey? Like, how were you introduced to Bethany? Did you watch Real Housewives of New York City season one when it premiered? Like, what was your thought about her when you first, like, what, what is your, what's your story? 
So my first season that I watched of the show years ago was season three when it first started airing. And I know I told you that um, the first scene I ever saw of Housewives was Alex and Jill walking towards Ramona, who's going, don't I look like Cameron Diaz? And that's oh, yeah. oh, the older the older Cameron Diaz that she's flipping her hair. And Jill's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Ramona's goes, haircut. Ramona, you're too old. Put the bikini away. <laughs> or should I cover up? <laughs> I think Ramona so still thinks that she looks like Cameron Diaz, which I, I love that for her. I think Ramona does. I love that for her too. And I want her to keep thinking that she looks like Cameron Diaz, an older Cameron Diaz. Slightly older is what she said. Slightly older Cameron Diaz. As if that, as if she hasn't had like 20 years over Cameron Diaz. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was the first scene that I watched. So that was my first season. So that was the whole Bethany versus Jill. I loved Bethany immediately. And that was also the engagement, the pregnancy. Um, and then after I saw that season, I had to rewatch the first two. So I have seen all of New York City, like in its entirety. Um, but I started with season three and then worked my way backwards and then watched the rest of the episodes as they aired on TV. So I immediately loved Bethany. I mean, they really were priming us to fall in love with her because right, I remember right after season three of housewives aired um everyone hated jill everybody loved bethany mm-hmm. and right away they started bethany getting married which um it uh yeah i remember that they even were filming bethany getting married right after production of housewives ended which goes back to what we said about jason is that right after they filmed housewives like they they went right into secretly filming bethany getting married and so i saw that right after it aired so i like, was in love with bethany from the first from the start um, I didn't know who she was before the show was airing, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's all I can say is that I really, I really loved her. I immediately hated Jill. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get why everyone like used to love her and why she hated, why they hated her so much. I just came in and I was like, I hate this woman. She's awful. And then I rewatched the first two seasons and I said, uh, she's slightly less awful. Yeah. Like I, I, I was like, really like people are like, I love Jill or I used to love her. I never did. I never loved her. Um, but I, I, I guess I see why people did. But, like, I really thought she was a monster season three. And Bethany really was, like, the hero of the show back then. Like, not only was she the star, but she was literally the hero, like, the real protagonist of that show. Yeah. No, I totally get what you mean. I mean, with Jill, like, I I feel like a lot of people's journey with Jill was, like, very similar to Lisa Vanderpump, where, like, Jill is such a natural sort of, like, character. Like, it almost, she feels written you know what I mean? And it's like, it's almost like Jill, Jill Zarin is a shock to your senses because it's like shocking that she's even a human, real person that just so happens to exist. Like she's literally a character version. She's like a cartoon come to life. And I think that a lot of people were like taken by that. Like her life is interesting. But I think over time, like it became much more clear again, like with Lisa Vanderpump just sort of like how calculated and manipulative and um, sort of like set up everything is for her. Like she's constantly trying to like figure out ways to like turn things and like it it became so apparent. And I think that once it became obvious, like what Jill really was beneath the surface and that she wasn't actually this like giving, loving, motherly, nurturing, selfless woman, like the connecta, you know what I mean? When it became known that right. she, like, wasn't that, it was like, you know, I think a lot of people turned on her. But 
I did really love Jill at the beginning. I'm not gonna lie. I was I I drank the Kool Aid. I was like up her ass for real. I loved her. I wish I did. I wish I loved her. Um, I was gonna ask you if you watched the show from the beginning. So you did. You watched it from season one. Yeah. So I watched. Um, I wa- I I just knew for some reason that like New York would be like my thing. Like I was just like I I loved OC, um, especially at that time. And, like, I just mm-hmm. knew for some reason, I was like, I feel like I really like The Real Housewives of New York. And it's always been my favorite. Even during, like, its darker periods when it wasn't good, it's always still been my favorite of the entire franchise. But, yeah, I watched it for It is my beginning. favorite, too. It's the best. It's without... If you it really taste, is the best. I'm sorry. If you have taste, it is the best of the franchise. It's the funniest. The relationships are the most organic. Um, there's just something, like, very real about the interactions between these women in comparison to like Beverly Hills, where it feels like they hang out because they're forced to where on this, it's like, I need, I need Beverly Hills to finish up its season. It's God awful. I need it to end. And You're don't right, you feel comparison. like that? Like, I feel like that every season of Beverly Hills towards the middle of it. I'm like, how long are we going to fight about like a glass? Like I can't, I'm, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Like I can't deal. I felt like that since Brandy Glanville and Kim Richard last season, season five. Yes. It's like we're spending... A- and what are we on, season eight? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> we're spending five months arguing about, like... You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So, go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, you'll get me and Molly's, uh, Brittany and Kevin chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And, uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week the excitement never ends download june's journey now on your android or ios device or play on pc through facebook games